0: Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy!
1: We have Pastor Kenny White reading for us. First John, this morning.
0: That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was the Father, and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father, and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things, that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him, and proclaimed to you he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us.
1: Pastor Kenny, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: And as we continue to look uh, this morning, you can kind of see my, my chair with all my uh, outfits in the back, so I need to get the camera off that. But as we look at John, we look at, this is John who said of himself, one of whom the disciple whom Jesus loved was reclining next to him. This is John. This is John 13, 23, where the author says of himself, the disciple whom Jesus loved. We're going to look at um, a brief look um Outlook of last week. John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We look at 1 John 1, 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the Word of life. This is the beginning, which we have heard, seen, looked at, gazed upon, touched. This is uh, from the beginning, the very beginning of time, what they've been able to experience. This is the truth, the foundation, the vantage point, the perspective of where they're looking at, not just coming in the middle of the story, not just coming in uh, from hearsay or what if, or somebody told me about, but this is something that they knew from the beginning because they were there. Gnosko. Remember, it's more than just a transfer of information. It's being able to experience that truth, not just in feeling, but that truth in reality of who Jesus is, was, and who he is for us today, how that corresponds. In First John 1, 2, it says the life appeared. We have seen it and testified to it. And we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. The life that has appeared. This is, yes, John 14, 6. Jesus, in response to Thomas's question, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is where the Bible is all encompassing includes everyone, that the salvation of Jesus is for everyone, but only through Jesus, who is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. This is in 1 John 1, verse 2, the life that appeared. This is who he is speaking of and talking about we look at uh first John 1 5 this is a message which we have heard from him and declare to you God is light in him there is no darkness at all there is no darkness at all uh, what a reminder it is I'm sorry let me go back here that uh first John 1 5 this is a message we have heard from him this is like second Peter where we looked at last month Peter said that we scripture right here, second Peter 1:16. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We were there, we saw them with their own eyes. In the context of First 1 John 1:5, 1, this message we have heard. This isn't heard about. This isn't what I was given secondhand. This is what, as Peter said, eyewitnesses. John is saying we actually witness this ourselves. He says that uh, as people cleverly devise stories, we need to uh, watch out for those and be aware of those. This is a message which we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light in him. There is no darkness at all. When we look at God, when we hear questions about religion, when we talk about Christianity and Jesus and who he is, there are those that would say that Jesus is good, God is okay. Uh, I believe it was Gandhi that said, uh, I love you, Jesus, it's your Christians I don't like. Sometimes we think that uh, there is a thought that God is a deity, but God is not complete deity, that God is righteous, that God is light, but he's not completely light, that God does not know all things. Well, by very definition, God knows all things because, well, He's God. There's no darkness in Him. There's simply righteousness in God. And God calls us to know Him through the life and witness of Jesus, through the eyewitness and the testimony of His disciples, those that wrote this Word of God that we call the Bible. This is a message that we have heard, that uh, you have heard from us, that I trust you've been able to witness through experience because the Holy Spirit, His presence is so powerful and it is constant. It is with us. As we continue through evidence that demands a verdict on Wednesday evening, seven o'clock in person at the chapel, wear your mask and please come join us. It's where we understand that to uh, apologize. Apologetics is to defend the faith because we've been able to experience the faith and not just through faith feelings, but through the information that's been revealed throughout history, through the testimony and facts of others, which has been made known to us, Gnosko, known to us because we've been able to experience that truth. We understand that God is light. In him, there is no darkness at all. So he is trustworthy. He is faithful. We can follow him because he is who he said he is. There is no darkness at all in this God we follow. And that's why we must take caution. We must be wise. We must test and approve everything to find out what God's will is. God is big enough, strong enough, bold enough that we can question him. And as we pursue him, we can find that he is truth. He is the light. We don't have to worry about what if I find a contradiction. We can study scripture. We can invite wise counsel into our lives to reveal the truth of God, and we can find him worth following. We look now at 1 John 1, 6-7. If we claim to have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. So there's a few points I want to make here, 1 John 1, 6-7. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. Claim to have fellowship. If we claim to be part of the body of Christ, if we claim to have confessed with our mouth and believed in our heart that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. But if we are saved, but as God reveals to us, no, not necessarily the person next door or the Christian that sat in the same pew for 39 years or the person that uh, we think has such religious maturity. But when Jesus tells us that we have fellowship with him, that we are part of the body of Christ, we can grow. So it's not just relying on the wise counsel. That's in part. It's when God, through the power of the Bible, speaks to us that we can't deny, we have fellowship with Him, and He reveals to us the the error of our ways, and we are not condemned, but we believe that God has something better for us. He has something uh, that's more pure, that is stronger, that is more worthwhile. No, not easier, but better. And we can have fellowship with him because we walk in the light as he is in the light. We don't just say, hey, I'm a Christian and that's good enough. But we have fellowship with one another. And this is so uh, terrific to be reading for me right now, that we don't have to be gathered together to know that we have fellowship with one another. Yes, sometimes it's easier when we're together to feel, to sense, to understand, to look at, to witness and experience that we have fellowship. With one another, but as Christians, as those believing in God in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is always at work in us and always there for us. We can have fellowship, even though I'm alone in this chapel. My wife is behind this wall with our daughter. My sons in Michigan. My parents are down the road. My sister's up the hill. You or wherever you are, maybe you're listening a couple of days later through Google Podcasts, Living Hope Wesleyan, uh, in your vehicle or at work. Or as you're mowing the lawn or shoveling snow because you got to this slate, we have fellowship, we have companionship, we have uh we are united because we believe in Jesus. Because we said that we do not want to walk in. In darkness. We want to follow God who has no darkness in Him. We want to uh, go after Jesus little by little, step by step, pursuing Him that has great power for us. Not this mystical, weird, uh, superhero power, but this opportunity to walk with Him in faithfulness and fruitfulness where we understand that He has a plan for our lives. This is something in 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith, not by sight. Do you believe that there's Christians around you? Do you believe that there's fellowship among you? Do you understand that even though we cannot meet together, we cannot actually see it right now, today, we live by faith, not by sight? What an important promise that is to us. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. This is verse seven again of 1 John chapter one. We have fellowship with one another. So you can pray for someone. You can write a postcard to someone. You can compose an email to someone, you can handwrite a letter and send that to them, just saying, I'm praying for you. A text message, a phone call. Hey, uh, I don't want to talk long, and you probably are busy, but I just want to let you know that I'm praying for you. That you can look at that calendar of names and you can just see the different names that we've been asked to pray for on specific days. And maybe it's a different name that God leads you to. Just I encourage you through social media, or through your telephone, or through Carrier Pigeon, you just say, Hey, It seems as though God wants me to let you know that I'm praying for you. Or you might say, like, I don't want to, that's weird. Well, sometimes it's that step of faith that we need. Oh, I just want to see something. Even though I'm supposed to live by faith in this time of need, I just want to see something. What if our obedience in writing a letter, a card, a text message, that was where someone's faith became sight? Well, we look forward, and as we go forward, we look at First John 1, 8, and 9. It says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This comes after. It says that there's no darkness in God, not at all. This comes after that if we uh, live in, in the light, if we live with Jesus, we will be drawn closer to Him. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. This is something that I found uh, very inspiring, encouraging, from the Know What You're For study, Zoom Tuesdays at 8, Wednesdays at 7.30 in person, Wednesdays at 9, wear a mask, practice social distancing, use your disinfectant, and make sure the air purifier's on at the chapel. But this is where we realize that we can be honest, we can be vulnerable, and it's not just so we say, oh, I sin, it's okay, everybody sins. But we're vulnerable to confess that we sin so that we can be held accountable to embrace Jesus' forgiveness, His healing, His hope. We don't deceive ourselves by saying, oh, we don't sin. We're putting on a happy face. We're trying to do what's right. Look at me. I'm a good Christian on Sunday morning or I dress up all nice when when I think somebody's watching me, but we understand we are always being watched. And also that God is always with us so that we can profess or confess our sin, but also profess our need for Jesus and the truth. And He will Forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. There's salvation and freedom. There's peace, strength, hope, and healing in the truth of Jesus. In a day of pandemic, in a time of 2020, in this disruption, this uncertainty, what if we not only lived and understood this experience of God's salvation, freedom, peace, strength, hope, healing, but we also were able to give, that opportunity for others to know Gnosco, God's salvation, freedom, peace, strength, hope, and healing. What if there's someone next door to you? Maybe they're across a the room from you or a cubicle uh, just down a little bit or driving past you on the road and it seems as though God is calling you to pray for them. And you're like, that is so weird. That's so random but we obey that voice of God and we begin to pray. And then what if God says, well, invite them to a campfire or a barbecue or invite them to go hiking with you or to play a sport with you or to do something together because, well, you might be fearful of what you uh, need to say. Just know that I am with you and I will give you the right words and I may not even have you speak words, but the fact that you would reach out to someone, they understand that they are loved, that they are cared for, that there is something bigger, not just because we are good, nice people, but that we know that we have been redeemed, we have been restored, we have been reconciled, that God says we have value and we know that we belong. And because we belong, we can share with others that they too belong. As we finish, This chapter, this verse, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. I'm not saying that we need to air all of our dirty laundry, especially to younger Christians, make it age appropriate or uh, spiritual maturity appropriate. You could say that you struggled in certain areas and certain ways. You can confess your sin to each other. And James says, as we do that, as we call the elders on the church uh, to pray for us, to anoint us with oil, we will be healed. We will be healed as we confess our sins. So know that we all sin. We all are tempted. We all struggle, but we do not have to live that way. We can gain victory as we follow Jesus little by little, so I've said it before as I've stolen it from a friend. He said, sin less today than you did yesterday. And so the ongoing joke is, well, sin a ton today so you can. And that is not what we're saying. That's not what God's saying. That's not what Scripture's saying. That's not John, the eyewitness who saw and heard Jesus is saying. He's saying if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. We need God. We look at politics and we say they need Jesus. We look at our culture. We say them and we point fingers, but we need God. We need the hope of Jesus. His salvation, his freedom, his healing, his peace, his hope, his healing. We need Jesus. And that's what God is saying that in me, there's no darkness at all. So you need me. So, reach out to me and know my forgiveness. I just want to close with um, the prayer, Jabez. Of we've started a new uh, month. I'm trying to uh, finish each uh, sermon with a prayer blessing. And this is the prayer, Jabez, that was made popular a few years ago in a book. And well, I just like the prayer. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Now, a quick disclaimer, free from pain. God's not going to uh, let us go through life without pain. But during pain, we're going to understand that when we are weak, He is making us strong. It's that perspective. It's more than semantics or verbiage. It's that understanding of realizing that God is with us no matter what. He will get us through. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will keep us free from pain because even then, when we are in pain, we know it is for our good because we remain, abide in, find rest in who Jesus is. So on this day, Living Hope Wesleyan Church, may we pray, O oh God, bless us and enlarge our territory of influence for the gospel. Enlarge our reach with the truth of Jesus to lift people's heads and eyes to know that they are loved, that they belong, that Jesus has something for them, that they are created for a purpose. And in that purpose, we can go together as a body of Christ, having fellowship with Jesus and knowing his love for us.
0: If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast Uh, You can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you would be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.